Welcome to Making Better Financial Decisions. My name is David Lewis, and if you want more financial tips, ideas, and advice, go to www.monogenics.com, M-O-N-E-G-E-N-I-X.com. And now, on to the show. Imagine someone asked you to partake in a scientific experiment designed to test how good your memory was. All you had to do was answer some simple questions. And if you got the questions correct, you moved on to the next question. And if you answered incorrectly, then you got zapped, as in an electrical shock. So for each wrong answer, the voltage would be turned up by 15 volts, up to a skin searing 450 volts. Uh, now, when I looked into this, the, the, the high, at that higher voltage, uh, you could be knocked unconscious or your muscles could seize up. But from what I could, what I was reading, you we wouldn't suffer any permanent damage. I don't know that 100%. Don't quote me on that. It's just what I was reading. Would you do it? Would you agree to be in that kind of an experiment? You don't have to guess at what it would be like because in the 1950s, a psychologist by the name of Stanley Milgram actually did this experiment, unbelievably, except that the researchers involved they weren't testing memory. They were testing people's willingness to obey authority, even when it caused unbelievable pain and suffering to another human being. To me, the whole thing sounds pretty sick, but it happened. Test subjects were divided into two groups, teachers and learners. Teachers were the ones asking questions and administering shocks. Learners were the ones being asked questions and being given shocks for wrong answers. The teachers were placed in one room with a researcher who uh, would act as an authority figure, uh, and that person was directing the experiment. And the learners were placed in another room. And so the learner and the teacher, uh, they couldn't see each other. So it's like a wall where you, you, couldn't, you just couldn't see the other person. They were physically in different rooms. They could only communicate via uh, intercom. They had this little intercom where you could press the button and talk to the other person in the other room. Uh, and so, and, they, and they, couldn't, they couldn't see each other. Uh, so, and the teacher administered electrical shocks in the room with the, with the authority figure, with the researcher, uh, and actually under the direction of the researcher. So the researcher would say, okay, you know, give them the shock, and then and the teacher would have to give them the shock. So th- there, uh, there was um, only really... Uh, one wrinkle in the experiment um, and that was un- unknown to the teacher and that was that the learners were actually actors not real test subjects they were learners were actually in on the whole thing they knew what was going on there were no actual electrical shocks being given but the teachers didn't know that the teachers thought they were actually giving electrical shocks they thought the whole thing was real and they they brought them and they just they basically they were blind they didn't they they thought they were you know actually doing this so in one of the studies that Milgram did, two-thirds of the teachers uh, they were willing to give learners electrical shocks all the way up to 450 volts. <clears throat> Even when it was clear that the learner was in agonizing pain, screaming, pleading for them to stop, they, they just kept doing it. As long as the authority figure said to do it, they kept going. Uh, now, they didn't do this without distress. So the teachers would get very nervous and, and they were obviously very distressed. They would dig their fingernails into their own into their skin. They would bite their they would be like biting their lips and uh, some of them would would be biting their lips until they bled. Um, and they would start twitching and develop like very severe anxiety uh, during the experiment. But they kept shocking the learner. 
I mean, they just kept doing it. As long as the authority figures told them to do it, they kept doing it. All this in spite of all the pain and suffering on the other end, or at least the pain and suffering that the thought was going on on the other end. The teachers refused to disobey the authority unless there were two different researchers in the room um, with the teacher. Um, so in one version of the experiment, uh, Milgram and his uh, uh, researchers gave uh, teachers uh, two authority figures to obey. But the authority figures um, gave teachers two conflicting answers. Um, one would tell the teacher to continue the shocks and the other would tell the teacher to stop. And so when and, and then when they were presented with this contradictory advice, the teachers would beg the researchers they would beg the researchers. Um, to give them clear direction and advice. But when they didn't uh, get clear uh, advice, every test subject eventually relied on their own judgment and stopped the test, refusing to deliver further electrical shocks to the learner. Um, I don't know if that destroys your faith in humanity or gives you hope. I guess it depends on kind of how your worldview and, and, you know, whether or not, you know, you think that we're getting conflicting answers or whatever in life. But um, either way, uh, I think that you can learn something from this. Uh, and that is a, and that is that people will listen to authority when they are primed. Um, uh, so, Basically, if there's one overarching authority figure in society or in a particular context, uh, in a situation that you can you can kind of bet on people just obeying whatever the highest authority, if it's absolute authority, that they will, people will listen to that authority figure. Usually this is instilled in children from a very young age by their parents, teachers and pretty much every other authority figure. Uh, I know that when I was a kid, I was told to obey my mom and dad, my preacher, my teachers in school. Um, but there's a life hack to break this ingrained habit to obey authority, assuming that's what you want to do. Um, and that is listening to contradictory advice. Contradictory advice can force you to make your own decisions that you might otherwise be hesitant to make. It can force you to turn inward, to introspect, to rely on your own judgment, to make moral decisions, which are the hardest decisions to make. In my own admittedly unscientific opinion, it can also help you mitigate negative effects of modern advertising and sales gimmicks and things like that. Um, Milgram ran a lot of these experiments and did different things like tweaked the different tweaked the experiment to, to do some uh, do to find out different things um, and he find it didn't really matter whether the teachers were men or women whether the subjects knew the person or had medical problems like a heart condition um, uh, he, uh, uh, he really got a good cross-section of the population and they were tested before the um, uh, tested before the experiment began so no one showed any signs of any kind of like official psychological disorder so they were basically just normal people uh, which means that the, these folks weren't uh, they they weren't just like you and me they were you and me okay <laughs> now to be fair it's unlikely you're ever going to be put in a situation like this um, being asked to give a, a fellow human being an electrical shock for answering questions incorrectly but you are going to have to make many decisions about your finances, decisions that can potentially bankrupt you or make you very, potentially very wealthy, and you have a choice. You can listen to authority, what the financial gurus and authority figures and experts are telling you to do, 
You can let them dictate how your life turns out, either subtly or overtly. I mean, some people get like subtle messages from, from these financial gurus and experts, or you can learn to make your own financial decisions. 